Memorial Care Health System, Excellence in Healthcare, presents Weekly Dose of Wellness. Here's your host, Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we will be talking about how to ease into daylight saving time to prevent sleep loss, among other things. Our guest today joins us from Miller Children's and Women's Hospital in Long Beach to talk to us about preventing sleep loss. Dr. Monica Mather is the medical director of the craniofacial program at the Stramsky Developmental Center and sees patients in the pediatric division of the Long Beach Adult and Pediatric Sleep Center. Welcome, Dr. Mather. Thank you. It's great to be here. Love it. Now, if you're a kid and a parent, let's face it, bedtime can be a struggle. Bedtime battles can get even tougher during daylight saving time. Whether we're springing forward in March or falling back in November, many doctors say that preparation can empower parents and uh, help families transition to the time change and make sure everyone's getting healthy sleep. So, Dr. Mather, can you explain how daylight saving time can impact a child's sleep? Definitely. So, um, you know, one of the things that's important to understand first is actually the science behind when we go to sleep and when we wake up. So, um, you know, our bodies know that, you know, at let's say 2 p.m. it's supposed to be daylight and we're supposed to be awake and at 2 a.m. it's nighttime and it's dark. Um, And the reason that this happens is actually we have clocks inside of our body. And this clock is called our circadian clock. So circa dia means about a day. And so this rhythm goes for about 24 hours. And light is actually what trains our bodies to know that when it's light outside, we're supposed to be awake. And when it's dark outside, we're supposed to be sleeping. So when So when the time shifts, that can actually really throw off our body. So for instance, we might used to be, you know, used to having it be dark at 6 a.m. and light at 7 a.m. But when the clock moves forward, now suddenly it's dark at 6 a.m. and it's still dark at 7 a.m. So our brains get really confused. Yeah. Um, And the reason this happens is actually when it's dark, um, the pineal gland in our brain, it releases melatonin, which signals that it's dark and basically that we're supposed to go to sleep. Um, And when there's light outside, it actually blocks that release of melatonin and it tells us that we're supposed to be awake. So it can be really hard for kids that, you know, suddenly it's 7 a.m. and it's dark outside and they're supposed to be waking up. Mm-hmm. Um, and their internal clock is telling them that they should still be sleeping. So it can be really hard to adjust to the schedule. So how can this sleep loss impact a child's health, even if it's just a single hour? Yeah, so, you know, we've all been there. You know, you don't get enough sleep one night, the next day is a drag, you can't focus, everything seems like a chore, and you just want to go home and take a nap. So kids actually go through something pretty similar, but instead of being tired, they get more irritable, they get moody. Uh, school's hard, they have trouble focusing, they can act out in class, uh, they might not pay attention to their teacher. When they get home, it's hard for them to get their homework done, and maybe they might pick a fight with their sibling that they normally wouldn't have if they, yeah. you know, had enough sleep. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting. I think oftentimes we overlook sleep. You know, you think that, oh, you know, it's only an hour, I can, you know, I'll just stay up, I'll watch that extra Netflix show, it's okay. But, um, you know, It might not be felt immediately, but over time, as you lose more and more sleep, it actually does catch up. So, you know, it's like if you eat a cookie here or there, okay, maybe it's not going to affect you immediately, but if you do it every day for a year, you're going to start to feel it. Yeah, got it. So what are some of the different challenges, doctor, that grade school children may experience in comparison to a younger child? So younger children actually do quite well uh, with daylight savings time. So any parent knows that if they have a little kid, they like to be up first thing in the morning. Um, So if you have to have them get up a little bit earlier, they actually do pretty well with it. Uh, Grade school children, on the other hand, 
can be a little bit more of a struggle. So they can have a little bit more of a hard time waking up. And, you know, something that parents should keep in mind, too, is that when daylight saving happens, um, it is going to be dark outside in the morning when they're going to school. So, you know, they should take the appropriate precautions, too. Like, um, I don't know, flashlights or what kind of precautions? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, if they can, you know, walk with their kids to the bus stop or, you know, if they're walking to school, make sure it's, you know, well lit, um, bright clothing, reflectors, anything that they can do. There you go. Okay. Now, the biggest challenge of all, (laughs) teens. Teens. So what isn't a challenge with teens? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But all kidding aside, you know, daily savings can actually be the most difficult for teenagers. So teenagers have what's called a delayed sleep phase, meaning that they like to stay up late and they like to wake up late. So when we move the clock forward, it actually means that their natural late schedule gets shifted even later. So for teenagers, you know, they want to stay up late. They want to be on Facebook and Snapchat, but they often forget that, you know, even if they're staying up later, they still have to get up early for school. And so they really feel that impact of that extra hour. Yeah, yeah. So how can listeners help ease the transition into daylight saving time for their whole family? So I have three things you can do. So the first one is train your body clock. So when you're supposed to be awake, make sure there's lights on, you're in the sun. Um, Again, the light helps to block the release of that sleepy substance, melatonin. So it's important to have lots of light exposure during the daytime when you're awake. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, keep it dark in the evening. And again, it helps promote that sleepy melatonin and it helps with sleeping. And so keeping this good light and dark exposure, it helps to sync your internal clock with the external clock. So first thing in the morning, turn on the lights, have breakfast, um, and then teach your body that it's time to be up. Um, And the other thing that's good is keep active during the daytime, eat meals at regular times. So our uh, internal clock actually responds to mealtimes as well. So, you know, if you've ever wondered, why are you always hungry at noon for lunch? Because your body actually knows that it's lunchtime. So keeping those cues the same can also help you sleep better. Okay. And then number two, keep a routine. So keeping the same bedtime routine um, at the usual time is really helpful. Bedtime routines help to train the brain that it's time for bed. So even if the clocks are all out of sync, your body will still recognize that When you take a bath, you get into your comfy PJs, you read a bedtime story, it's time to go to sleep, even though it's an hour earlier. And going to bed and waking up at the same time every day is also super important. So it's really important also on the weekdays and the weekends, keep the same schedule because their bodies like to be consistent. Um, And in the evenings, you know, dim the lights, turn off all electronics about 30 minutes to an hour before bedtime. Again, screens emit blue light and it blocks that release of sleepy melatonin, so it makes it hard to sleep. So even if you think, you know, watching TV will help you fall asleep, it might actually be keeping you awake. Or even Um, reading a book on Kindle or something, because that's light. Like you said, the circadian rhythms can get thrown off. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And the third thing is just be prepared. So the week before daylight savings time, uh, parents can actually start moving their child's bedtime ahead. So what they do is, you know, maybe the first day, move it 15 minutes. The next day, move it another 15 minutes. So if they're used to, let's say, getting up at 8 o'clock, Then the first day, move it to 7.45, and then the next day, 7.30, and the next day, 7.15, and then eventually they'll get to 7 o'clock. So as soon as daylight savings time hits, it's not going to be such a big shock to the body. Yeah, it won't be so jarring. Yeah, (laughs) and then the week before, also just make sure the child gets lots of sleep, so that way they don't go into daylight savings time sleep-deprived, overtired, and cranky, because that can actually make falling asleep harder. And, you know, be sympathetic if the child's having a hard time adjusting to the change, if they're irritable or the mood's off. Just know that it's going to be a short-term thing. And parents need to remember to take care of themselves also and make sure they're getting enough sleep. 
it's not easy to deal with it. <laughs> so the change yeah. can be hard for everyone. But it takes about a week or so to adjust. So just be patient. Things will be back to normal soon. I love it. And where can people go, doctor, for more information about sleep health at Miller Children's for their child? So anyone that's interested in more information about sleep health can go to millerchildrens.org slash sleep or call 562-728-5245. Any thoughts? Because uh, March is around the corner. Any final uh, little tidbits of information for families? Um, Just make sure that you're getting enough sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Mather, for your time today. We really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> Great to Again, I'm going to give that uh, uh, information one more time, millerchildrens.org slash sleep, or you can call 562-728-5245. Or to listen to a podcast of this show, just go to memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I am Deborah Howe. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great night and a good sleep tonight.